Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands and today it's the Dubinar's 8th Annual Halloween Spooktacular. <laughs> yes, I have all the sound effects with me today, but luckily I am not alone. I have a pleasure to be joined by the entire Dubinar team. And I tell you something, we are getting so close to one another it doesn't feel like a team anymore. It feels more like something else. And I think I should sing a song about it. The creepy and the kooky, mysterious and spooky. They're all together, rookie. The Dubner family. The house is a museum. When people come to see them, they really are a scream. The Dubner family. Yeah. Happy Halloween, everybody listening. If you can tell or not. I know, I really like Halloween shows, uh, but like I said, luckily I am not by myself here. Up first, by my side for every WWE and AEW pay-per-view is, of course, a fantastic Jaxie Scarlett. How you doing? Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, everyone. Happy Halloween, James. It's great to be here and looking forward to uh, discussing the horrors at Halloween Havoc. Well, that's shallow over there. And up next, he's back. And it's our resident New Japan and NXT expert. So he should be all right for today's show. It is Monty Hayden. Yeah, I, I'm good. I should be comfortable. Yeah, you're right. Happy to be back. First team show back in the saddle. feel like I didn't miss much, but I guess I was gone a month. But, you know, happy to be back with you guys talking about these shows. Like you said, I'm being in my comfort zone. So let's get into it. Now, I must say, though, damn you old. James, as far as the Adams family stuff goes, you old. Man. All right, I'm leaving that alone. How dare you, sir? I am taking that theme from the animated film Netflix. That kid stream, I've heard. You see, sir, I'm I'm pretty much up to date. If you think that was bad, you wait till the next fucking song because the last, but by now, oh, it's another one. Oh, man, it's coming. <laughs> it's a gift that keeps on giving here. But last, but by no means least. I was working on the pod late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight for my monster from her slab began to rise and suddenly, to my surprise, she did the mash. She did the monster mash. She did the mash. It was a graveyard smash. She did the mash. She did the monster mash. Yes, of course, it's the WNR's own monster. It is Gina. How's it going? Wait, did you just call me a monster? <laughs> no. Was that referring to me being a cute monster? I was going to say, she's more like a gremlin. Look. Hey, hey. <laughs> well, either way, thank you, James. I love that reference. The thing is, I called you a Very beast last game, week. By the way. Uh, yeah, literally. I called Gina a beast and now a monster. How do I get away with it? I nearly didn't there. So there you go. <laughs> you see? It always happens. Well, it always happens. But one thing I do want to say, Monty's back! Yay! Welcome back, Monty. I missed you. 
Thank you. Ah, that was sweet. My heart warmed a little bit. Yeah, that's great. But it's about the Halloween special. It's about the Halloween special. Yeah, I love how James skips past it. Let's give it a few minutes. Give it a few minutes. Yeah, yeah. Definitely no, it's, it's great. Um, but it's yeah. nice to have you on the WNR podcast with us all. Well, you know what? It's weird that you bring up Monty. <laughs> it's almost like we planned it. Uh, first, I should say before we get to that, this podcast is dropping on my birthday, guys. I know you're planning a surprise, all right? <laughs> so just just keep it tight within the three of you at the moment. Uh, it's going to be crazy later on. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, <laughs> as we say, Monty, <laughs> we were talked about on the last show uh, celebrating your two-year anniversary. Do you remember the first time uh, on what show it was for the first WNR podcast? I know you've had so much fun since then. Yeah, it's so much. I don't think I remember the particular first show, but I'm like, I'm pretty sure... It- it's like something involving Gargano or Finn Balor, Adam Cole, like all types of people who have nothing to do with NXT anymore right now. So. <laughs> well, weirdly enough. <laughs> yeah, how did you know? I think it was Balor versus O'Reilly uh, for the NXT title. TakeOver 31, yeah. October 5th, the WNR 3 one, one, you see, it's crazy. Uh, and well, I Jackson and Gina know what's coming basically, Monty, because I did this to them and I did it to myself, so it's oh, only no. fair. No, it's only fair, as we say, a trick or treat. Uh, <laughs> How would you like to listen? <laughs> How would you like to listen to yourself the very first time you're on the Dubbing Up podcast? Listen to myself. <laughs> Yep, it's it's your first well, appearance. I mean, why not? Yep, why not? this is so weird considering how like comfortable we are with each other now. This is the first ever conversation. <laughs> so anybody listening, <laughs> get flat, right? No, <laughs> here we go. Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and today it's a WNR three eleven, and it's NXT Takeover thirty one, and it's a pleasure to say that I am joined by. The Mind of Monty. How you doing, mate? You all right? All right. How you doing? It's your boy, Monty G, from the Mind of Monty podcast. I'm happy to be here. Happy to join you here today. Well, it's fun. tonight for you guys. Well, that shadow of a doubt is always great. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and about your podcast? Uh, well, uh, so right now, currently, uh, I'm 24 years old. I'm a grad student uh, at Arkansas State University in America. And, uh, and uh, so in Arkansas, so. Uh, I'm I'm a grad student and I do radio and television. My podcast is strictly wrestling based, uh, just commentary, co- uh, comments on the show. Right now we're doing strictly reviews, but I have a couple of ideas to switch it up and add uh, new things like going to YouTube and doing different types of things. But it's just right now it's just a a, a grad student who need who has extra time who needs to vent about the stuff that he likes to wrestle, uh, watch. And, you know, I love wrestling. I've been watching it since I was a little kid, so. Uh, I think I have an extensive knowledge, not to toot my own horn, but I've watched a lot of a lot of wrestling over the years, so I, and I just enjoy it. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much what it's about. It's just me uh, and my uh, fiance who uh, hosts hosts it with me, and she kind of intros and does the uh, gives her commentary when she sees fit. And uh, but yeah, we just have fun and talk wrestling. Well, that's brilliant, you know, and it's great to have someone on to try and help. 
Enough of me. Fuck that. Uh, Monty, not too bad, was it? You know, before I kind of beat the spirit out of you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he was, I, I, didn't, I had no clue what the hell I was in for. That's what I, that's the first thing I know. There's so much more pain now in my voice. <laughs> it's just I'm assuming, you know. Just well, right. added to that pain. I can tell. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, <laughs> he does uh, it on purpose, man. We're so stressed out now. Like when we when we weren't really picking matches, and we were just talking. It was, you know, I must say though, uh, I hate hearing myself speak. To be honest, so it's funny that I put so many people through it all the same, time. Same, same. <laughs> same. I don't think I I can't listen to myself back. I really can't. So you're not alone there, Monty. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do it a lot because I have to edit all the stuff that I do. But once I'm done with it, I just put it out there and leave it alone. <laughs> well, should we but, listen yeah. to uh, Gina's first one again? <laughs> <We've been> like... <laughs> oh no! Please do that to me again. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, let me rephrase that. Don't do that to the fans again. Okay, that was already painful enough for them to hear once. Okay. <laughs> At the site, I was the worst one of you all because I'm going, hello and welcome to the podcast. Like, what the fuck am I doing? Uh, it's just, it's, it's crazy. I had way to too many notes back then, too. I don't want to say like, you gave me a life I was story. Over-prepared. But... <laughs> yeah, that was overprepared. <laughs> now nah, I barely write anything down. <laughs> so, See, uh, that's what it's all that's about. Cool. That's what it's all about. That was it. <laughs> we are here now. And what a show we have got. Yeah, believe it or not, we are got a show for you we're going to look at new japan's declaration of power and of course review nxt halloween havoc 2022 uh but before that let's start in new japan uh monty did you see raw quest 2 and did you see us oh uh, if i did uh it was one of the, out of the few times that they panned and zoomed out i bet i didn't make out anything to be honest <laughs> as far as like seeing you guys i definitely tried but i didn't pause it if I did, I definitely would have told y'all, hey, yo, go watch 16 minutes and whatever in so you can see. But no, I didn't. Uh, but I did enjoy both shows, even though, you know, those shows kind of felt, uh, I'm not going to call them house shows, but they just seemed like such a good time for the most part, uh, even though it was some very important matches on that card. Also, with like with FTR, and I think in the first, I think they were the first night. Yeah, FTR was. And then the second night was Naito and Zack Sabre Jr. So, yeah, it ended up being some pretty fun cards. I finally got a chance to see it on New Japan World. I wish it was less of a time delay on that because I was kind of, you know, I had already knew everything going into it pretty much. But still, uh, it was it looked like a very, very fun night, and you guys were awesome in the crowd. I love those British British crowds. So it, 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 was, it was a good time. It ended up being a very, very fun show, and it translated well over to New Japan World. No, that's good. And like I said, I've not fully watched it yet. Um, Jax, have you caught up with um, Night 1 and Night 2 yet of, um, not to talk about Royal Quest? It's been so uh, much wrestling, I need forgot the name of it. <laughs> um, I've caught up with uh, Royal Quest 1. Um, I've started Royal Quest 2, which there's some parts, if I pause it, because I know where I'm sat, you could probably see my big... Afro style hair because I had my hair out and obviously the humidity was making it go get hotter and hotter in there. Um, however, I haven't gotten to Okada's match yet, so I can't see if uh, you know you can see me getting caught by the security or not. So 
<laughs> when I saw it, they focused mostly on Okada, so I didn't really get. I was looking for uh, something like a uh, like a like a distraction. I was looking for a bunch of people to be making noise or something, but I, it didn't really. I didn't make nothing out, but it could still be there because, like you said, at least you know where you were. Yeah, Gina, yeah. Gina, please tell us that those pictures I sent you did see us there. Like that, I'm not me tripping out. Like I'm sure Monty, they were. You know? I mean, I think you can see there is a blurred white line, yes. and I yes. believe that that is James with his blurred white t-shirt because there is a slight, there is a slight orange twinge next to his t-shirt, and I believe that's my beer. Yes, orange, orange change. Yes, white line. Get in there. That's white line. Yeah, we're gonna get that printed for a Christmas. Yes, postcard. boy. Yeah, yeah. That's... Don't forget uh, to add in my beer. My beer made it to the screen. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that was important because it wasn't there for long. You know, so like, so that's... putting them down. Hey, I, I cannot confirm or deny, but... Um, what are you on about? The cup never was empty. It just got refilled, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll talk about uh, the main event, basically, of Night One, which is FTR versus the Open for the New Japan uh, Tag Team titles. Dax with a gusher. We saw Cash uh, fly as well. And Mark Davis and Carl Fletcher approved they up. They were the best tag teams in the world. One of my favourite spots was uh, when... Dax stripped Davis for the sharpshooter. Fletcher tried to make the save, got the sharpshooter too. And we see Fletcher called to Davis, grabbing his hand, stopping tapping, even slapping him across the face to fire him up to uh, get to the ropes. There was so much to like here. Of course, the, uh, the big rig was enough to get the job done. But this was a fantastic match. Uh, Jackson, what were your thoughts on this matchup? Because this is match of the year candidate. I mean, it, um, it it kind of reminded me slightly of uh, the match that FTR had with uh, the Briscoes um, in Ring of Honor. Um, and I think that was uh, predominantly because you just, like, we as fans of FTR know that they're just going to be badass. But when you actually see them against the likes of Aussie Open, you just really can't tell who's going to win in that scenario. There were so many hype moments between both teams. That is just kind of like it could have ended either way. Um, this definitely was uh, not only a, a match of the year candidate, but I actually would say that this very rightly so should have been the main event because it was just incredible. It was, it was so good to watch. And FTR never do a bad uh, tag team match anyway, but just getting to see them against the likes of Aussie Open, especially live. It, like, Well, not for us, but like imagining we were there considering we were there 24 hours later. It was great. Yeah, without doubt. And again, Gina, this is true. Like what Monty said, it's a shame we didn't get a chance to see the match before we actually. I don't know if we mentioned it, Monty, but we actually met FDR. You know, I don't like. like I'll pick up that name I just dropped there. Uh, But they were. (laughs) Gina, their reaction, they loved that match. You know, they even said, like, with Aussie Open, we'll do that match any time again, you know? Yeah, I remember them saying that when we we met them. No, I, I remember them saying that. And to be honest, I think that that's the biggest kind of regret as to why I didn't go on the Saturday. I would never regret going on the Sunday because that was our actual birthday. And I don't think anyone's ever going to be able to top that. It was just such a great game uh, day, sorry. But that 
that match the night before is one that I am truly, truly, truly gutted that I didn't get to watch live because it was such an amazing match. And like you said, it's pretty much contender for a match of the year um, at this point. So, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. Yeah, well, like I said, uh, really, really good. If anyone's seen that match, go and watch it now. And we we talk about being there. And we talk about great tag teams. And, of course, the Good Brothers as well were at Raw Quest. Uh, shocked everybody by joining WWE. But what's more interesting as well is Carl Anderson was scheduled uh, to defend his Never Openweight Championship against Hikaleu in the upcoming Battle Autumn event on number 5th but can't now because he's going to Saudi Arabia in a six-man. Now, when this story first broke, I thought, obviously, they've come to work a relationship. But, Monty, this just seems like WWE are undercutting them now, and it'll probably just be one match and dropping the title. James, can you just explain that again? So, it, the match with Hikaleo got cancelled because he's going to Crown Jewel now. Is that right? Because I didn't know what was going to happen with that. Yeah, no, he's double booked, basically. He was going to defend against Hikaleu. Yeah, but yeah. they're still going like it's still going to happen. But, you know, you can't be in Saudi Arabia and, you know, Japan at the same time. So, okay. uh, yeah, it's a, it's a mess. It looks like a mess. At first, I was like you, James. I thought it was all a part of something that they have going on. But uh, Obari has made statements. You know, the president of New Japan has made statements basically saying he expects his champions to show up where they were uh, scheduled. And as far as I know, this November 5th, I don't know when exactly the date was made, but uh, I know, as far as I know, they have had a show planned for November 5th for a while. It's not a surprise that they want uh, the open weight title to be defended there. Uh, but I don't necessarily know, again, how the hell did he even get permission or how did the Good Brothers get permission to come back or at least go over to WWE? if they're going to uh, not have a working relationship or not find a way to work this out. Because, like again, this was known by both companies. He is the open weight champion in New Japan right now. So, yeah. and it seemed like, and I don't know if you guys noticed, but New Japan seemed, but seemed that they were going in the direction that maybe Tama Tonga would get another shot down the line at Wrestle Kingdom and take the belt back or something. That's probably what I was assuming they were going to go. So, uh, especially after Tama's situation we'll get into later. But, uh, you know, I don't know, man. I don't know what to think about it. It's bad business, like you said, in my opinion, if that's if it's because it's, it's like you said, it sounds like WWE is just enforcing their way into this. Like, ah, we're, you know, we're WWE. He said he's going to be with us. We booked him. He's going to have to go with us. And I don't know exactly where Carl and uh, Gallo stand on this situation either. I have, I, But I also haven't really looked that part up either. I'm pretty sure they've said something by now. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's a mess. It's a mess, John. Yeah, without doubt. I mean, Gallows and Anderson went on Twitter and gave a statement. Gallows did a booking, but again, it's just the Good Brothers. They, they, I got, I soured on them in Impact when it was a kind of yeah. just collecting money, and I cannot believe WWE signed them. Now, don't get me wrong; I'm not stopping anybody getting employment, but just they're not mm-hmm. in ring and just and they're just driven by money, and and it's crazy to think. You know, even people go, well, it's a contract, and they only had a handshake agreement. But, Monty, you'll know how important a handshake agreement or, you know, men of their word, mm-hmm. even, you know, dating back yeah. so old, back in the day, where you gave your word, that was your bond, <laughs> you know? Exactly. And then also, uh, like uh, Hikuleo said in his promo recently about Carl Anderson, like, you need to, you, you don't forget where you came from, like, at the end of the day. Like you are new, like this is a you are a New Japan guy. Only Carl Anderson was not like Gallows 
who had a name in WWE before all of this, but and then before he went to Japan, ever and all like Carl Anderson's name was built because of his G1 performance in New Japan against Shinsuke Nakamura many years ago. That's the reason why he's always seen better in Japan. They've always treated him that way. So it's kind of a big middle finger to just kind of do that to a company, even if, like you said, nothing has been on you know, paper and like you said, it's been handshake agreements. Well, the only reason why they even trusted you enough to just have a contract where it's just a handshake thing with you guys is because of a, a relationship that I'm assuming they uh, thought they thought that they had with those guys, especially when they all seemed like they were going to return to the fold after their impact deals were up. So again, it, it really looks bad. And like you said, I'm not the biggest. I I, I like Gallows and Anderson. I've always liked them, like in New Japan and all that. Like you said, I didn't like their impact runs. Like, they didn't really get creative at all with anything they were doing. Like you said, you could tell it was just for the check. And now I'm assuming it is still also for the for the money in this situation. And I understand giving AJ some backup, but, yeah, honestly, I don't know. I think the OC is on their last few legs, and I think doing bad business here with New Japan can cost them in the end because, like I said, who knows what can happen in the next few years if they're not going to be still under the WWE banner. Then I don't think they'll be allowed to just run back to New Japan if they don't after after an act like this. Because again, it just seemed like a a very disrespectful way to do things. Even from WWE side to not even try to work anything out or whatever, figure something out. Like because again, you can have Cameron Grimes step in as Gallo's partner for the six man or whatever. Have someone attack Anderson, he's out, have judgment, they hurt him. And Anderson go do his do the gig for Saudi Arabia, drop the belt if you need him to. And he can go and you can be on his merry way and you can do it that way. It doesn't have to be throwing your weight around either way, in my opinion. Mm, I think about that. And again, you meet the same people on the way up as you do the way down. So you've got to, you know, be the same or not at all. Uh, but we're going to get on to New Japan now because, of course, it is time for Declaration of Power, which was October 10th. King of Sports. I fucking love that. Anyway, so we've got the 10-count ceremony for Antonio Inoki. Now, I tried my best, Monty, but what made... And again, try and keep it short if you can. What made Antonio Inoki so great? Because I know he's just well, well, you know, well-renowned, shall we say. Yeah, I think the best way I can put it without going, because like you said, you have to try to keep it short with a note because he has over 50 years of history in this business. And honestly, uh, like, I think the best way to sum it up is like, he's like New Japan's, what what would it, what would it be if like their, their Vince McMahon, their founder, like he's like what would be if that and their, their greatest wrestler of all time for a long time in the country is like wrapped up in the one. Like think about it that way. Like if you, well, whoever's your greatest wrestler of all time in your mind, mix them with the greatest promoter in or whatever, or the founder of the biggest promotion in Japan, and then think about it that way. And that's what you saw with the uh, with all the respect and all that. Because even if the relationship didn't necessarily end off the best with the Noki in New Japan, he is their founder. This is their 50th anniversary. So for something like this to happen. You know, for it to time out like this, uh, you know, it was a, a very, very highly emotional moment. But again, you see the respect New Japan. They do this for a lot of their legends and all that who pass on. They, they come out and they do it 
very, very respectfully like that. Even uh, even the little touch of having the heels kind of in the back <laughs> while the baby faces are out, part uh, of, you know, for everyone to see during it is just always a nice touch for me when it comes to doing this. But, yeah, this is a big deal. Like I said, one of the, if not the greatest Japanese superstar of all time, uh, he set the mold of what everybody wants to be, who, who Okada is, what Tanahashi was in the 2000s. He is that mold, that he's the flag bearer, fighting the foreign men and stuff like that. That is all Antonio Inoki and an innovator of mixed martial arts also. So he's a big deal. Yeah. Well, like I said, it was very emotional seeing all the wrestlers as well. Cool Sakada and, you know, seeing Cry, you know, just means the impact that it had. And then we had Ren Narita, Robbie Eagles, David Philly defeating Suzuki Gun, which is Duki, Yoshinobu Kanemura, and El Desperado. I've been watching Narita on strong, but this is his first match back in Japan after Exile. I always like that they've been on Exile, you know. Uh, they worked Ren to introduce him back to Japan, but he had the last laugh by winning thanks for German suplex. I cannot believe Robbie and Dave got paid for that. It was all Ren Narita, basically, from start to finish <laughs> uh, we then had Dangerous Techers Zack Sabre Jr. and Taichi defeating TMDK or the Mighty Don't Nil Badu Tito and Shane Haste uh, Zack Sabre Jr. can do tag or single but the thing I like most mm-hmm. about him Gina throw some shade at Zack Sabre Jr. go on Gina I mean there's not much to say really is there about him Burn. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> big checkers, big checkers. Yeah, new new block on Twitter for me. Yeah. Well, no, like I said, at the group, like, bad dude has grown on me. And I like the yeah, name Big Teeth. Um, there was a promo that Monty sent of Zack Sabre Jr. And it was just of him... Uh, blaming uh, hit one of his match losses on Boris Johnson. <laughs> I think I've <laughs> seen it was so entertaining. Yeah, about that. Oh. And I do love Zach's European clutch. And I know we shouldn't praise him, <laughs> but uh, it is it's really, really good. And then we get Hiroshi Tanahashi, Rizuki, Taguchi, and Hikaleu defeating House of Torture. Ichigo and Yuri Takahashi. It's a great thing as I'm starting to learn who they are, but not House of Torture. But this, again, was <laughs> was a fun match, I suppose. And then United Empire, Great Akana, Jeff Cobb, defeated Bisherman, Hiroki Gotu and Yoshihashi. Your hero, mine, Great Akana, won the Battle of the Sticks. Uh, Bisherman impressed, but Akana Cobb looking like a, a proper tag team. Khan talked to them after they won. And this is... This I love Great Okan because he got in their faces after victory going like, yeah, which is saying that I do, you know, which is great uh, to see. And then Los, uh, Monty, I cannot do this. Los Ingoblos de Japan. What the fuck is that? Los Ingobernables de Japón or the Ungovernables of Japan. Well, Los Ingobernable. No one likes to show off, but Tetsuya Naito. Just say Lij. I promise you, it's fine. Lij. Naito, Sanada, Takashi, and Bushi defeat United Empire. Will Ospreay, Aaron Hane, Francisco Akira, and TJP. 
Titan. Hurt some people out in the town, it's not... by the way. <laughs> yeah, I know. I apologize. <laughs> Again, I'm going to do it with Titan because they were called like Titan. 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 But yeah. Yeah. Any yeah, time I look pronounce it wrong. That's what I'm going to do. So Titan <laughs> of Kumala with CML. <laughs> oh, joy. CML. CML. Aid in the group. Uh, revealed himself on the mask and asked to join. They discussed the matter <laughs> as they should, and then th- they held hold their fists in the air. And yes. if he puts the salute, them, if they put their fists in with him and they keep it, then he's accepted. Which yes. I kind of guess, but I like the ooh from the crowd when he was accepted. <laughs> Monty, what the fuck does this mean? <laughs> They were purely confused. That's what I like. Usually when these people join factions, it's a plan by the leader or something like that. No, Naito and the crew were like, what the hell is this guy doing? <laughs> they literally kept, they did that the whole promo. They didn't even, they were confused as us. That's what I liked about it. But what this means is Tag, Super, Tag League, Best of Super Junior is coming up. And Hiromu is probably going to be doing other things. Uh, probably fighting for the World the Super Junior title. And, uh, you know, Bushi is right there. No tag team partner for the junior division. So it just seems like a very smart decision to get uh, Teton, who's a, a guy who's battling their junior division for a while now. I remember watching Best of Super Junior and all of that. So he's pretty good talent. I have no problem with it. We'll have to see how he works with Bushi. I'm pretty sure their styles will mesh that Lucha Libre style. But, by the way, funny thing about this segment to me is, uh, obviously, Los and Gubernable, that that's Spanish, and this is a, from a, a you know a this group is origin is in Mexico. Naito adopted it and brought it to Japan. This is the first Latin member of Los Ingubernables, Japan's uh, chapter. So hey, you know I thought it was cool. We have to see how it work out though. I think that just means we got new best Super Junior tag contenders though. Gotcha. God, I smell what you're cooking. Uh, Gina, of course, Will Ospreay wrestles, so I've got to ask your thoughts on him. And do you think he'll keep his title in the big match going up with Naito? I mean, that's a really difficult question. Um, I'm, I'm always going to be biased to go with Will all the time. I do think that he should hold his belt a little bit longer because I think he's just been on a roll lately and he needs to keep it going. Um, so I do think that it would be a good idea to keep the belt on him. However, anyone going against Naito, I originally, when I first started to watch New Japan, I kind of had him more in the jobber section in my head. Again, I have not watched New Japan, so I, I don't know where people are. So I kind of looked to him, first of all, and just saw him on the jobber level. Nah, that completely changed my mind during the whole G1 circuit. So... Knowing that he's got this match of will upcoming, I am a little bit worried because I actually think that Naito is one of those silent but deadly wrestlers. And I I feel like he's always the one that's like constantly surprising you. So, yeah, it's going to it's definitely going to be a a tough battle for will. It's not going to be easy at all. No, like I said, it's something to look forward to as it comes up and Kushida. Uh, was pulled from this card as he continued to recover from hand, foot and mouth disease. Uh, Master Wasso took his place against heavyweight champion Taji Ishimori. Surprisingly, Wasso won. Uh, after the match, both Takahashi and El Desperado said they wanted a shot at the junior heavyweight championship. Ishimori challenged him to a four-way match. 
It's a shame about Kushida, but Monty, I've got a feeling Ishimori was always going to lose this match. Yeah, that's that's a fair point. But also, it's uh, very interesting to, me, interesting to me that they gave this victory to uh, Master Wato, who, like, even after the match, El Desperado, the first thing he said was like, "Wow, I can't believe you won!" Like they both, like they, everyone was shocked that that Wato won that one. But uh, it was a great match too, because uh, Taiji is so great at targeting the shoulder and everything, and he he put Wato through a lot of mess before he powered back for the comeback at the end, but. Uh, yeah, man, uh, it's going to be exciting because all four of these guys, they're, they're all, you know, great. I'd like to see what Watto can bring through to this table because I think we all know what the champion and two former champions can bring to the table. But this is going to be fun. We'll have to see how it all plays out. But, uh, yeah, I agree with you. Taji probably was always going to lose this match, but I thought this was a creative way to kind of save uh, the, or at least excite the junior division going forward after this situation with Kushida until he can come back and possibly load up for something uh, I don't know if it'll be at Wrestle Kingdom or after. Yeah, I mean, before I started watching New Japan kind of weekly as it was now, I remember the Chokeslam report telling me how kind of serious Japan was and the type of matches that they had, and it kind of meant everything. Yeah. So it's a bit surprised to see a Who's Your Daddy match between Shinka Takaki and El Fantasmo. With Blame that damn trophy. Can I just say... <laughs> Right, Fantasmo called Shingo daddy, then hit a low blow after, and broke the trophy. He had a dummy in his mouth as well, um, as a forfeit, <laughs> I hope. But this was comedy, the promo video with sound effects to I'm Your Daddy t-shirts and spanking. <laughs> but look, I know there's two great performances, but what the fuck is this, Monty? You know when you think you've just smoked too much for the night? Like, I'm going like, what? Yeah. Yep, yep, no, and honestly, it's I agree 100%. It's absolutely very, very, very out, out of this world. But the thing is, that's what that trophy is all about. Like, you have fun with the stipulation. They put out a poll, and since, since the uh, daddy stuff kept coming up, usually they vote on these stipulations. Now, I don't necessarily think that's what happened in this situation because I think they had a story already going into it, so I don't necessarily understand the parent obsession, but you know, the match itself, if you can get past all of the weirdness, do was freaking great because they were beating the hell out of each other. They're, they're, they're good at their job. Like, he dropped him all dead on his head like three times in a row. He had a, he had a and dummy. And then thought he should hug him up. after the match Come for some on. reason. I, I, we, we, you know, talk about show my age. I remember... Uh, one, two, three, kid in a diaper. So this was kind of very similar uh, to what <laughs> yeah, we had. Yeah. Uh, up next, bit more, bit more serious. Up next is we had Jonah versus Kachikar. I can never <laughs> Kajuka. How do you, Jaxi? What's the card? Kajuka. Can never Kajuka. Can we all do it? Kajuka. Kajuka. <laughs> <Can't> do it. <laughs> or you can go Kazuchika, like a lot of people are saying now, Kazuchika, but it's Kazuchika. Kazuchika. Yes, exactly. Um, I think it comes easier when, uh, especially when there's um, a bunch of, you know, sort of anime fans, uh, you get kind of, you kind of get used to the Japanese names, yeah. the way they pronounce them a lot easier. So don't feel embarrassed that you don't, don't necessarily pronounce it correctly, James, because um, this sort of thing happens on a daily basis anyway. We're we're in a time where there's mixed culture everywhere. So we're, we're going to, you know, pronounce names wrongs and stuff. Um, it's just all about us trying to, you know, 
get it right at one point and you will get there you will get there don't well worry. i'm gonna do it spanish way so the casu chica <laughs> see so i'm gonna go hey casu chica casu chica ricardo people are like why the fuck are you saying there that you go. for but again Akala versus jonah um Akala got in real trouble after 10 minutes or so he moved to which you don't see a lot, a way, smart way of chopping Jonah down to size. Jonah survived the money clip and crushed the kind of uh, lariat, hit the power bomb like he did last time, but missed the tsunami splash from there. About getting the finish, we saw Carter win with the Rainmaker. Um, Jax, your man can do no wrong at this moment in time. Is he the favourite to walk out Wrestle Kingdom as champion? Hell yes, but I might be a little bit biased there because I don't think that my man can do no wrong. I mean, I don't think that Okada can do no wrong. That's what I meant. Um, so, yeah, I'm quite biased to ask that too. You might want to ask someone who's a bit more of a, a mutual, uh, uh, like sort of uh, neutral-based uh, uh, pers- a person like Monty. He might, um, you know, he might tell me differently, although I probably won't listen because I still will believe he'll come out as champion at Wrestle Kingdom. Um Again, we we had a great match between these two um, during the G1. Um, and we actually saw what a lot of people didn't actually think would ever happen, which was Jonah pin Okada then. So, I mean, as you can tell from from how lighthearted I'm, I sound, I'm very pleased to know that Okada picked up that win again. So he's yeah. back on track. I cannot <laughs> wait for a big match between Okada and Osprey. And just see, yeah. <laughs> just see. I'm gonna be peak. <laughs> Go off. Definitely but... wouldn't put me and my sister in the same room together when <laughs> that match is on. It, it, it might yeah. actually turn out to be a battle between us two as well. Uh, we might end up fighting, so we should definitely like not be in the same room as one another. Uh, <laughs> it's but... just like it's just like derby days in football. We can't speak with our father when it's Tottenham versus Arsenal because. Yeah. We argue with our father, so we're used to it. Can I, can I ask which ones? <laughs> can I ask? I know we're not football, but our dad's Tottenham and we're uh, we're at Arsenal. Oh, good. Yeah, yes, we're both good, Arsenal. Good. I like your dad. <laughs> uh, good. I thought I, I didn't realize we didn't discuss that. <laughs> No, I'm pleased about it. Uh, let's start. Come with you, Spurs. Monty, what about this match in itself? And um, we were having a little chat about the Vader versus Anoki similarities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. You know, uh, this is, like I said, this is what Antonio Anoki made famous. Basically, fighting the big foreign heel, the menace. Or, or, you know, and, I, and in this case, I guess Jonah wouldn't be a bad guy. But, yeah, he's definitely, you know, the foreign, the outside of the, the, the force of nature. And, you know, he had a great, great legendary matches with Vader, Stan Hansen. I think even Jonah mentioned uh, after the uh, after this match, uh, Bam Bam Bigelow. So, like, all types of guys that he would eventually have great bouts with over the world title most of the time or in a situation like that. And it was all it was all the fantastic drama, and I think this match was a perfect callback to that style. It was a lot of Anoki uh, antics here, the insiguri, a move that uh, Anoki pretty much made famous around the world, uh, is uh, you know something Okada used in this match. He he did his pose after he won the match. Like uh, Anoki really meant a lot. Okada was bringing him up a lot. 
for a couple of years now to try to get him back here. He really wanted to get him here at the new, next Wrestle Kingdom because it was the 50th anniversary. He really looks up to him. He, as you can see with his, bro, his gear and everything, he, the way he's been carrying himself throughout this year, Okada is really trying to say that he is the flag bearer for the next 50 years like Anoki was. And uh, this match was all about that, man. It was uh, fantastic to watch. The crowd was, oh, man, they love Jonah. Like I said, that crowd reacted to every damn thing Jonah does. And uh, that even against restrictions here, because this match, this match still had restrictions. And that and by the end of it, you could not tell, just like the other match. So yeah. uh, this is fantastic stuff. Uh, Okada is the man, and uh, you can't say enough about him. No, without a doubt. Like I said, I even, like I said, Inoki, um with the, the, the torn or whatever you, you would call the signature, you know, uh, when he was posing for pictures afterwards. And like I said, the crowd, and it just adds to it, and it shows you what a kind of legitimate threat Jonah is. Uh, respect afterwards with shaking a hand, which maybe makes me think that might be it for Jonah. And if Triple H, I said this to you, Monty, a couple of months ago, if Triple H is not making mm-hmm. that phone call to get him back as a monster, then he can go anywhere <laughs> And be a world champion. I'm not just saying that. I truly I'm hearing he is, by the way. I'm hearing oh. Triple H is already calling. <laughs> yeah. But I quite like the name Jonah. It's going to be a bit of an adjustment to go back to Bronson Reed because Jonah is such yeah. a name. But, uh, That's a good point. Then again, you know, it's Apple and Orange are moaning about that first world problems. Uh, we got IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. If that happens, I'm I'm gonna actually have a bitch fit because that is the first match that I'm starting to think of if we actually put Jonah slash Bronson Reed back into it. So give me that match. Well, we got the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Jay White defeated Tama Tonga. Um, Again, I'm not one to moan, but this was like 30 minutes. And to be fair, I did like some of the stuff where Tamar was being tested, see if he'd use a chair, decided against it, did hit a low blow. But for, for so long, and again, it's more about the personality and the story. But I think for me, the action was missing a little bit. Don't get me wrong. The closing stretch was great with the counters and the gun stun. But both down, Tamar went for a big one soon after only to get caught in the Blade Runner. It was good stuff, but I just felt... Yeah, that's my biggest complaint with New Japan. Sometimes it feels like a Triple H main event. Yeah, it could be a marathon. But I think that could be the case. Sometimes I'm watching... Uh, I, I, we're going to get into NXT tonight. <laughs> NXT right here. And I thought some of these matches were too long for what was going on in them. So... It depends on, like you said, what you what, what you're watching and how invested you can be into it. I think with the story and knowing the history of Tama Tonga and knowing how, if you know his background and know that he wasn't always a Bullet Club, uh, you know, high ranking associate that a lot of people who just coming in to watch. No, when he came in and he was in the coming out of the dojo, you know, he was not taken seriously much at all. He lost a lot. And I think what happened when he got with Prince David and Carl Anderson and all that, that elevated Tama Tonga. His brother came along for the ride. Then they became the great tag team that a lot of people, you know, know them from and all of that. But to watch, I do agree, it was very lengthy. It was certain points where, like, Jay White was still hitting him in the corner much later after doing the shoulder charges in the, in, you know, to his ribs much earlier. And I was like, like, wow, okay, I do know what you mean. It did drag at times. But, like you said, that final sprint to me in the storytelling, because of I know that Jay White's character – 
he was trying to do whatever he can to break the wheel of Tomatonga and show him that he don't belong. And Tomatonga showed him throughout by continuing the fight and continuing to, you know, counterpunch each other like they tend to do. They're not, neither one of those guys are like the very, well, Jay White can be hard hitting, but Tomatonga's not really hard hitting. He's more of a counterpuncher as a wrestler, like they mentioned in the match. He's very good at reversing stuff and coming out of nowhere using his athleticism. And he did that a lot. But like you said, this match could have been paced better. I agree there. But I thought it still told a great story. And everything made sense, even with Tama coming up short to me. I thought it was great. And Jay White did nothing but try to put Tama Tonga over after this match to, to uh, let everyone know that this signifies Tama's ascension to more than just, uh, you know, a tag team specialist. He can be a man, uh, a serious title contender or champion on his own now. And that's the thing I really appreciate about it. Yeah, well, that's the thing I like. Jay White afterwards on the mic and saying, I never thought, even during a match, saying you don't belong and saying, no, you belong now. You know, I'm just better. Which, again, for a heel works perfectly as well. And like I said, the Wrestle Kingdom main event is set. It will be Akada versus uh, Jay White. And it's going to be interesting because we're going to know a lot more heading into Wrestle Kingdom. Of course, we'll do a full review in the new year. But one of the things that was announced as well, and maybe because I was moaning about it, but they've introduced uh, a new championship, uh, the World Television Championship. So younger talent with an emphasis on speed, a 15-minute time limit will be held for each match and will be posted on New Japan's social media accounts. Um, This is... New yep. Japan's World TV title. The, imagine a WWE Network title, I think it would be fair to say. Even the belt <laughs> looks nice, but it's big weld right. on it, you know. Um, and it is, yeah. again... I like it, how they explained it, though. They blamed the company. They was like, TVI, she... <laughs> it's like, it's like, really want to celebrate 50 years. We've been with them for 50 years, so here's the belt to commemorate that and whatever. But they did say one thing. They want to focus on young talent, like you said, and Ring the readers in this tournament, so that's my prediction. Well, this is what <laughs> I'm going to try and get round to, and I'll say the first list, uh, the full list of first round matchups is listed below. Uh, of course, we've got some of the results. So Zack Sabre Jr. is through, David Finley, uh, Jeff Cobb lost to Yoshihashi. I was shocked. Uh, Evil beat Aaron Me too. Hanara, Sanada beat Taichi, Hirogotu lost to Kenta. We still got Tomaru Ishii versus Ren Narita and Toriyanu versus the Great Okan. So we'll say your pick, Monty, for that then would be Ren Narita to show him. Well, I'm surprised. Yeah, I think I think it'll be a perfect way to just give him something to sink his teeth to right off the bat, especially since he's not really in a faction quite yet or anything. And then I I think he'll fit the format nice and well if they truly mean they want to focus on the younger talent, then he definitely should go over at least on Ishii right now. So either way it go, we'll see. But uh, yeah, that's my early thoughts after I saw the, the bracket. It is very similar to the Impact digital media title. But then again, no one's going to give Impact any True. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. Uh, but that's no, it. it is. It's very similar. <laughs> yeah, but we will be back. We'll, what we'll do, I think, next month, uh, we'll... We will review the, of course, Will Spray and uh, Laito US title match. Uh, and, of course, we've still got Halloween Havoc to come. But we did have Triple Mania uh, coming out as well. And there was a huge announcement uh, about a new, uh, <laughs> basically a new program coming to Disney Plus uh, where AAA wrestlers portraying Marvel comic characters. 
this is crazy and I cannot believe this is actually going to happen. But we are going to get characters based on Captain America, Spider-Man, Captain Marvel, uh, and of course Thanos, Venom, and Black Widow. So we're going to get superheroes that wrestle. Jaxie, I don't know if this is going to be great or the biggest pile of shit I've ever seen. What the fuck? <laughs> I, I'm really sat here with a screwed up face because I've not even heard about that. And I just, right now, I just feel like that's just going to be an epic flop. I'm really sorry, but you've just literally, on, you're putting that on Disney Plus after you've just released What If as well. And What If was actually good, you know? We don't need crossovers. We don't need crossovers. Keep wrestling and wrestling. Keep Marvel and acting and movies separate from it yeah, yeah. no yeah. no, I'm, no i'm not feeling this i'm i'm not really i don't know uh, it's not really i'm not excited at the at the prospect of watching that you know well it looks like a marvel lucha libra championship is expected to be introduced at a triple a taping in acapulco <laughs> uh i wonder <laughs> I'm, going, serious? I'm serious i hope they don't go loco down in acapulco uh, acapulco <laughs> Do now. This is what happened. We're gonna get it. We're gonna get. I Disney must Plus. say, I must say, this reminds me of this battle royal you told me about in Triple A one time, where they were dressed up <laughs> as, as heroes or something. I think somebody got high or something, watched that, and was like, "Oh, it's an awesome idea. Let's <laughs> do know, it." Hulk smashing that wall was pretty cool. I'm yeah, not, you remember what I'm talking about? See, yeah, yeah, I knew yeah. I, wasn't I remember. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I remember watching Triple Main. Yeah, exactly. We'll see what happens. It could be great. The the disappointing thing for the kids watching is when the when the superheroes don't have any powers apart from a stunner. <laughs> like, it's not. Yeah, I'm throwing her. I mean, what would what would be better is if you like do a crossover of wrestlers with anime characters or something. That would be even better. You could have Bobby Lashley as Jiren from Dragon Ball Super. I'm sorry, but that's him. That's seriously him. And if you don't know him, people, Google Google Dragon Ball Super, Jiren, and then Bobby Lashley and put them together and tell me the difference apart from the purple skin. Okay? Honestly, no and he's such a badass as well. So you can just imagine how like, unstoppable Bobby Lashley would be as an actual anime character. But also anime have like, you know, all these, like, is it more about fighting so it'd be less like superheroes, more actually based on the fight scenes and stuff. So that would actually like if they decided to do like a wrestling anime based on the wrestling characters, that would be cool. And I could understand that. But yeah, wrestling and Marvel. Yeah, I don't get it. I'm not impressed. I'd send your pitch to Disney Plus because if they're doing the Marvel wrestling, <laughs> then I mean. Thanos you know. with a tope. <laughs> <laughs> Thanos, Tope, Suicida. <laughs> <laughs> it's just got, there's Venom with a Hurricane Runner, and there we get Spider Man. Um, <laughs> yeah. That winner coming in with water. <laughs> oh my God, if you guys do the commentary, I'm so here for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, yeah. Well, you know, like we said, we'll move on because we have got Halloween Havoc, and like we said, it is the Halloween special. Uh, and on the old Halloween specials of Spooktaculars, it was we used to do the old Halloween Havoc. So it's really weird kind of doing an up-to-date one. Uh, so we are going to do it. We'll start, well, wait a way to kick off then. we kick off. But before I do that, let's have a conversation. 
Uh, Jaxie, you're going into this. When was the last time you watched an NXT event before Halloween Havoc? <laughs> oh, oh, damn. Um, that long. <laughs> yeah. I know it was before NXT 2.0 came along. Oh, okay, that's fair. Do, do you think it's <laughs> been longer or shorter than how long Monty's been doing NXT Update? <laughs> I can tell you that. I don't know. Are we talking about just NXT updates on this on on this podcast, or are yeah, we also in the last two years? Last two years. Takeover thirty one. Have you watched the takeover since then? Um, what what's the most recent takeover? I don't know. What... <laughs> I mean, there's been a few since, but uh, so it's been a while. If you're going to put that in perspective, with, I just with... say like, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. I'd probably say it's probably been a year at max that I haven't caught up on it. So, yeah. And of course, Gina, after we did the AEW show, you told me to help you out with NXT. So we kind of watched a couple and did the predictions, didn't we? <laughs> you know, so everything was, everything was fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everything was a bloody guess from me, to be honest, because I think <laughs> it's been even longer since I've watched NXT. But, to be fair, WWE like to show clips of important bits on, on some of the main TV shows sometimes. So I do kind of catch wind of what happens. And I do have a workmate who really loves WWE. So she kind of tells me some stuff. It kind of goes in one ear and out the other, though. So I wasn't exactly clued in ahead of this um, <laughs> this event. Oh, that's a T-shirt. The, literally dubbing our podcast <laughs> in one ear, out the other. That's out the other. Yeah. Put it in, let's do it. Print it. <laughs> Print it. That's money. That's money there. But we're gonna start off with a Halloween Havoc kickoff. That's show. my new slogan. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. We've got Mackenzie Mitchell welcome us. She's joined by Sam Roberts and David LaGreca. Yeah, me neither. Uh we see backstage with the referees and tonight's host Shotzi and Quincy Elliott. And the spin the wheel, make the deal. He's given a spin by Shotzi and it lands on a casket match stipulation. Cruz loves the idea and asks Waller if he's ready to hold his breath. Cruz wishes a happy Halloween to Waller and then heads out. Waller looks nervous. We then see the main event combatants making their way to the building. We then get some footage from Fire challenging Rose to meet her at some sort of haunted trail. Rose is backstage with GD and Jane. She wants to fight Fire with Fire and go to this haunted trail. Uh, JJ, um, Gigi and Jane try to talk her out of it, but she's going to beat Fire down and drag her back to the ring. What a stupid idea! Uh, and that's basically it for kickoff. So I mean, weren't much about anything else. And then, of course, October twenty second, the main show, the premium live event, opens with horror icon Chucky. Well, that's what's written here anyway. Uh, and we see Shotzi and Quincy Elliott make their way. What was can anybody help me? What was Quincy dressed as to begin with? Does anybody know? He had like a, I have no idea what his costume was. No clue. No clue. Neither one, actually. I, I, what, what was the banana? I didn't get that one. I, 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 he was a banana. No. <laughs> no, I got that. I didn't know. <laughs> he, oh, so he was just a banana. It yeah, wasn't like, anything else to that. Okay. So, yeah, never mind. No. Okay. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I mean, I know that Shotzi was dressed as Beetlejuice. Ooh, at one point. Times. <laughs> she started off with something else. <laughs> what was it? 
I'm not going to say it three times now. Yeah, I know. It's tempting, isn't it? Don't. No, we don't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm now trying to bite my tongue. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we see Shotzi Welkos' scariest night of the year. Halloween Havoc uh, fans go wild, but your guys will know. NXT fans go wild for a lot of shit. Uh, we've got Vic Joseph joined by Booker T, and we've got the ladder match for the vacant NXT North American title starts off. Carmella Hayes versus Zora Mensa, Wesley Von Fucking Wagner, and Nathan Fraser. This high energy, high spot, heavy match was a fantastic one that may have set the bar impossibly high for the rest of the show. Fraser and Mensa showed up and showed out in their first opportunity to compete in a premium live event. Wagner was the unstoppable big man who fans did not want to win because he's a cunt. Is that too strong? I don't know, but I think Jackson and Gina will be seeing what I'm really like on an update on T here. So it's it's quite nice, you know. Um, <laughs> That's a good point. Messi <laughs> uh, took an ugly bump off the ladder, barely clearing the top rope before the other competitors. That looked really, really bad. Von Wagner, don't know if anybody noticed, nearly took out the woman at ringside with the ladder. Yes. It must have been terrifying to see Von Wagner's length coming right in your face, Monty. <laughs> Everything about Von Wagner is terrifying. Oh, don't get me fucking started. Fraser delivered a frog splash from the top rope onto Wagner, driving him through a ladder that had been propped between the apron and guard. Well, Lee wiped out Fraser at ringside and, and then later stopped selling to fix his hair. Uh, Wagner, <laughs> <Yeah. rats. laughs> why? Don't. Lee recovered from being splashed through a fucking ladder and Gorilla Press Sam Lee from the ring onto the commentary table at ringside. Uh, of course, shades yeah. of Bam Bam. Monty thought he had it at this point with, with Lee out and Fraser <laughs> on his way up. I can hear it, but no, because uh, Fraser got taken out with really awkward kind of front face knee bump. Uh, and then Lee mm-hmm. leveled Hayes on a bridging ladder with Meteorora, bounced out of the ring, bounced back in, and after a monster pop, your new NXT North American champion. Jaxie, what were your thoughts on this? <laughs> right, okay. First and foremost, I'm just going to actually put this out there to everyone now. Let's just confirm, I was very drunk watching Halloween Havoc, so a lot of my notes are like, drunken thoughts rather than actual legit <laughs> So I have to apologize because there's nothing actually like is it's all just gibberish. Um but this, this this opening match first and foremost I'm just oh wait actually I'm gonna just go ahead and tell you now that the first note I have written at Halloween Havoc is that Gina betrayed me. Um and that is <laughs> and that is simply how I was feeling at the time because usually I have my sister in my ear either through PlayStation chat or just, you know, um, in our earphones or through through phone call um, and, and we'll watch together. Uh, and she decided to go and, and, and have a shift of work uh, that <laughs> evening. Um, and I felt utterly betrayed watching it by myself and drunk. So, yeah, that's the beginning of my... I'm Halloween. sorry, sis. It's all right. It's just I not... I I'm sorry, uh, but it killed me, and I didn't like it, so I'm never doing that again. It's okay, don't worry. Just let me twenty dollars or something, innit? Uh, okay. The thing <laughs> is, you have to be under the influence to watch NXT. It's kind of like a rule <laughs> me and Monty have had this past, past couple of years. Yeah. Uh, but 
you know. <laughs> um, I, I first and foremost uh, wrote um, about the the match, which was such a great opening match. It really set the bar up way too high. Um, I, I noted down that there was a badass lim- moment by Wesley. Uh, all I've got is Wesley bad moment, badass moment, top rope. He's such a badass. I don't actually remember. <laughs> I think you mean. Let me let me try yes. and help. I think you mean when he was on top of the ladder and kind of crutched down. I think it was on Nathan Fraser and squashed him and rolled through with it. Oh wait, yeah, I think that I think that probably was it. Uh, but I just thought. That. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I really did like this match. I felt like it was a, a really great m- way for someone like myself who's not uh, who who knows of NXT not knows of every wrestler on that roster to get a chance to kind of uh, see these individuals. So all of them had some great uh, standout moments. Uh, I'm pretty sure that there was a moment where like um, uh, uh, Wagner was getting like just ganged up on by everyone. Like Von Wagner was getting ganged up on by everyone. And I just thought to myself, God, they really are all trying to keep him down. He's like a beast kind of reminded me of, um, when they're all trying to put down Braun Strowman in the ladder match, I can't remember which pay-per-view it was that they did that, but I've just got like, it was like a Braun Strowman moment written down as well uh, in terms of them trying to keep him down, uh, keep Von Wagner down. Uh, But I was really happy with the outcome as well that Wesley won. Well, let's play a game of keep four, release one in this matchup. And I would say who would, I mean, Jackson, if you had to release one wrestler out of these, who would you do? That that's not fair because I don't really know all these wrestlers. Yeah, but that come well. on, just pick Von Wagner <laughs> and we can move on. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> that's... That's... I still stand on it. Okay, oh, and I, I like Von. Oh, I like Von. Oh, no. oh, oh my god! What's wrong with you two? Wow! My heart creeps when she said Braun Strowman in the same sentence as Von. He's gonna put. He's gonna Ugh. put that on his CV. Uh, right? Von oh Wagner? I, I wasn't comparing him to Braun Strowman. I was just no, saying. No, you just mentioned him. All you got to do is mention him in the same scene as anybody worth anything. It is oh, a problem. Did. That's all I'm saying. I didn't know that was going to affect you. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote it down. Anyone but Wagner. We need a heads up. <laughs> I wrote down anyone but Wagner. Anyone but Wagner. Uh, <laughs> Either way, I because he was my pick for the night as well so he didn't win so I always, already knew I was fucked yeah, but I thought you did it to spite me so I'm glad <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> that's a good point you, I forgot she picked him oh my god yeah yeah that, see I, that's how I know you, you guys this is your first time being here for an NXT review because we kill Wagner all the time <laughs> Oh my god. We're disappointing Daddy Monty. We are disappointing him horribly. It's a really great way to put it. I am disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Mello don't miss though. An aura had arrived in this match. I was so happy. You mentioned it, Jax, as well. So happy for Wesley. Even if this is his peak in WWE, he can go back to the Radicals. Uh, on the on the um, you know the impact circuit as it was, he did deserve this. And I don't know about any of you, but I think everybody was willing to bump like it was TLC one. I mean, even Robert Stein. 
stump off a ladder, you know? I mean, well, pushed. But it just seems that everybody in this match just wanted to make it as good as possible. Uh, and again, uh, I thought it was really, really good. Jaxie, what would you score out of five? I mean, I, again, I thought this was a great match, so I'll give it a five. Uh, Monty, what about you? Yeah, man, I thought it was really good. Like you guys said, the spots were, were great and all of that. I may have had a problem with but this is a modern-day ladder match. They're not going to go for the belt as much as they should. I was annoyed that the managers went for them before most of the the rest of the wrestlers even went for the belts in the match. But that's, you know, that's just modern-day tag matches. It's fine. I mean, ladder matches, so that's fine. Uh, anyway, though, like you said, full of great moments. Uh, the execution of the finish was was pretty good, too. I regretted not picking Wesley immediately after I picked Fraser. You knew that. Yep. But because I definitely <laughs> overthought this situation. Yep. But this was correct. Like, I have no problem with it. This was the correct result. And I knew it. Like, I knew he Fraser was going to do something to screw it up. So, like, it was fine, James. It wasn't as bad as it could have been. <laughs> no, I kept as quiet as possible when you cho- chose. I'm not going to lie. Um, what did you score? No, you knew it. You said Wesley yeah, no, so I, fast yeah. after that. You knew it. <laughs> I knew. I kept like, what are you saying, mate? What are you saying? And I was like, oh, you're going that? Wesley, done. Uh, what would you score that out of five? I didn't catch it, sorry. Four and a half. Stop. Four and, a half. and Gina, what about you? Well, I was very unbiased in this match because, again, I don't really know most of them that were in there. And I'd heard of some of them, but I'd never really watched their matches. So for me, this was a great match. It was lit and I got excited watching it. So I'll give it a five. Was there anybody here you were particularly impressed with? Because like I said, it's your jumping off point for not really knowing. Was anybody match up? You know what? That's a guy I wouldn't mind seeing in the future. I mean, I did really like Wesley, and not just because I chose him. Um, I I think I only chose him because he was the main one that I actually recognised because he used to be a part of a tag team. That much I do remember. Um, but he, they, I I liked them all. So, and I'm 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 not gonna just choose one because Monty won't like the answer. <laughs> He'd be like, yeah, he gets the aggressive. He does get aggressive. You what? He'll be like, what get off you... my podcast. <laughs> yeah. get, get the fuck off of my podcast right now. He's <laughs> uh, not serious, believe it or not. Uh, we've started strong with Von Wagner, so we'll see what happens as we go along. I'm going to give it four and three quarters out of five. Like I said, very, very good stuff. Poll wise, well, Von fucking Wagner and Nathan Fraser got the same, 12.5%. Carmella Hayes at 25, but Wesley with. The percent there. Prediction leagues. Well, the prediction leagues for Havoc, of course, W pay per view lead. Uh, league, James is four, Gina on five, Monty and Jaxie tied on six with just two more shows to go. The AW prediction league, Monty and Gina on one, Jaxie on two, I'm on three, of course, with one AW pay per left. And the bonus league, Gina and Jaxie on six, Monty on seven, I am on 11. So a little bit of breathing room. Prediction wise, Jaxie did go for. Wagner, uh, James and Gina went Wesley, Monty went Nathan Fraser so the scores are James and Gina 1 Jaxie and Monty 0. We go back in the ring and see a group of Druids come out with a casket for Grayson Waller and Apollo Crews I bet one of the Druids is Hank what do you reckon, Mon- Hank's got to be one of them, innit? You know what I mean, I was trying to look and think, I guarantee it <laughs> you know, if he's yeah. not, I'll be disappointed I get, uh, yeah. 
<laughs> Who's Hank? Uh, exactly. I'd be genuinely shocked. Exactly. Who's Hank? Who's Hank? <laughs> now, Hank security. is a security guard yeah. who is now a wrestler. Yeah, but in really? Wait, which was he on Halloween Havoc? He was a Druid. I don't no. remember a Hank. No, he, he probably was a Druid, though. But no, he wasn't visually there that we know of. But I'm pretty sure, oh. we're pretty sure he was a Druid. It's, it's a deep cut for our, our update <laughs> fans. <laughs> so many inside jokes. I didn't realize we had them. <laughs> I didn't realise as well. Well, we see Toxic Attraction arrive into the haunted house. Mandy tells her not to be so dramatic. Jane says she's staying in the car after what happened on Tuesday. Darling's ready to go. And uh, they manage to all go out with their flashlights. They encounter a few spooky characters for coming to a haunted house, which we've seen before. Uh, Jane wants to go back in the car, but Rose and Dolan tell her to come. They want to split up, which is a, just a terrible... Look, if we ever go anywhere as a group, let's never split up. Right? Even if it's like Haunted House, where the fuck it is, it just never works out. It's a silly idea. Anyway, Jane is eventually attacked, because they split up, and her screams are heard by Dolan, another part of the house. She encounters Chucky and a few others dressed in horror costumes. Fire catches her and slams her into the stove, uh, beats Dolan up, and chucks her into the refrigerator. Uh, we get fire, finally catch up with Rose, swinging a baseball bat. Probably not the best introduction for people that haven't watched NXT in a long time. Firefights <laughs> Rose, takes Rose. Another spooky character yells at Rose and stops her. Fire tosses Rose into the car and drives away. Um, Monty Load, it has been done before, Spooky House. And, and better, by the I, way. I didn't want to say, I didn't want to say. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, because that's what I wrote. I was like, <laughs> please, give me Dexter Lewis and Cameron Grimes over whatever this was, even though they, they acted great, though. I give them props. They they did their best. They acted their asses off. I thought they were really seemed to be into it, but it wasn't... Yeah, no, I didn't like this one by comparison to the original. It was obviously very similar, though. Yeah, about that. Well, <laughs> here's hoping the next match can be better. Could it spin the wheel, make the deal? It's a car skip match between Apollo Crews and Grayson Waller. Of course, yeah, this comes to the head, which leaned a little too heavily <laughs> into the theatrics. Oh, Waller, my God. Waller goes to the top and nails his flying elbow. Waller sits up like the Untaker and laughs. Crews does the same. And shakes his head at Waller and gets booed. Uh, Waller grabbed Vic Joseph's pen for the comedy table and used it to stab Apollo's eye. A cruise bumped hard from the ropes through the lid of the casket, only to appear outside of it after about five minute light out period. He didn't even oh wipe the casket off his back. Why wasn't he in the other casket? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> The jury's oh did bring him. Uh, Cruz attempted to throw ring steps on a prone Waller who escaped. He, uh, with a splash for the casket to Waller on the floor, uh, then Waller hit him with a stunner. Cruz cut his throat like the Untaker, as again, as fans boo. They trade tombstone pile job attempts and Cruz counters. He then puts Waller in a casket, but the lid can't close. It now, after he delivered a spine buster for the win. Gina, good luck. How can you even, what the fuck was this? I mean, I definitely think I used a toilet break um, excuse with this one. 
Good job. <laughs> you timed I mean, that one well. The thing is, I wasn't mad at seeing Apollo Crews, but I also was confused because I didn't know Crews had gone back to NXT. Again, I'm not up to date with what's been happening. So I I just thought, you know, Apollo Crews was cooking backstage for people at SmackDown still rather than <laughs> being on NXT. <laughs> so I was actually shocked when I saw the match card that this was happening. He, he used to be with General Aziz. That's the last thing I heard about him. So, like, my first question was, um, I put in my drunk, as drunken notes, where's the bodyguard? Which, obviously, now I know is General Aziz. Obviously, I think I was a bit too drunk at the time. So I just put, where's the bodyguard? I also then asked, where his, has his Nigerian accent gone? Where's Triple H? Yeah. What I put as my notes. So I think I was expecting Triple H to call him out. <laughs> Well, <laughs> when, that's why you said, where's Triple H? <laughs> when yeah, a, Apollo can now interpret other people. What is it that he has? But Is it visions he has of the future and bleeds from the eye? <laughs> is that the, the main things he's got now? I don't want to. That's pretty much what Wait, I Wait, he's a prophet no, no. now. Well, no, yeah, he's prophet. a prophet. He, he, he got little visions to help him see the future. Very, very by the way, it only shows him like a little bit of the future. It's never the good power. It don't show you the whole future or anything. Well, but like anyway, the next five seconds in the future. Yeah, that's so, what I mean, like I think it's far. Sometimes it's far. Yeah, cut the but yeah, like like for example, the diamond man just got attacked randomly. Oh, later that night, Gallus came out and attacked him or something, stuff like that. But uh, also, what we learned in this match. He has some type of goddamn connection to the Undertaker's Druid. First of all, I thought they retired when Undertaker retired. I didn't like. I was like, why? How is he able to? T- he can teleport now. So yes, Apollo Crews. I wrote it in my notes. He should never lose again. He can see the future. He can teleport. <laughs> if he don't win this match, or if he don't win every match going forward, like what the hell are you doing with him? <laughs> oh. Oh, they're just so desperate. They needed a character for him, and they just—I don't know. I don't know what to tell you about this guy. Well, I really don't. This was the best way to go about giving him a new character. This was uh, definitely not the right way. Well, the thing is, is that my notes—I know you got you got drunk notes, Jaxie, but mine—I must have been so bored. I put fourth casket match, not the taker. Other three: Midian Fisher versus so Triple weird. H, Kane v Triple H, Kane v Brian. Last casket match was right. Taker versus Rusev in Saudi Arabia. Undertaker was a 12 and 4 record at caskets. I wrote <laughs> nothing about the match. I was just nothing about, about they that. see. <laughs> just about so Undertaker. Weird, anyway. yeah. I'm a huge Taker fan, so. <laughs> yeah. and, and there's me asking in my notes where the bodyguard was. <laughs> yeah. It's just yeah, I don't know. I really don't know how to score yeah. that. But we're going to try. Uh, Gina, what would you give that out of five? <laughs> Two. Oh. Ooh. Bruno Tamayoni. No. Um, Monty, what about you? Booger T said it best during the match. What the hell going on? I'm giving it a three. Jaxie? I'll give it a 2.5, and the 0.5 is mainly because Apollo Crews won, and I haven't seen him win a match in WWE in God knows how long, so fair play to him. I'll give him that. Like he, like Monty said, I don't think he should lose for a while. He needs to like just go on a winning streak or something. Yeah, 
Well, when his brother shows up next week in a cane mask, it's not feuding. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you make it make sense. Buried alive and standing delivered. He doesn't come out with a full bearer type character with him, then I'm not having it. I it's terrible. And I don't know if anybody else noticed, because you know what I'm like. Baby blue must be the new colour backstage, because Wesley or uh, Annapola Cruz had it. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it like, was something going on. Yeah. yeah. Out of five, I got three. I cannot believe we got three. Polls, uh, Cruz, 86%. Predictions, we all went Cruz. So the scores are James and Gina on two, Jaxie and Monty on one. We get a new Chase You segment. Monty, you're going to have to explain this as well. No, uh, no, I can't explain Duke, it. That was bad. Duke Hudson's a new transfer student, and Bodie Hayward hates transfer students. Uh, and, but I don't like Bodie because he didn't realise <laughs> that the Outsiders actually beat Harlem Heat when the tag titles at Halloween Havoc Night 6. Yeah. Uh, and looks like there's going to be a match. Well, I mean, what is this? What, 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 happens, what happens to Charlie I Dempsey? I don't know. Where's Dempsey? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. What the hell happened? To... Yeah, man. I don't please anything but this. That I don't. They couldn't set up that match any better. <laughs> well, well bit let's of just good, go. Bit of good news. NXT Tag Champions Pretty Deadly are backstage with McKenzie yes, boy. now. Yes, boy. Yeah, side bait check, uh, and they're not worried about their match. And then we see Katana Chance and Caden Carter, of course, the women's tag team champions. Uh, being told basically, look, you're not important enough for a, like a premium live event match, so we're going to do it. <laughs> you know, that's that's because who wants proper titles on the line? We want car skit and ambulance matches. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, God damn it. Good point. Spin the wheel, make the deal. Weapons wild match. Cora Jade versus Roxanne Perez. Perez brought a skateboard with her to the ring. A callback to Jade's shocking betrayal of her a month ago. It would have been better callback if it was a broken. Uh, skateboard because obviously it broke before she hit her. But anyway, Perez then pushes the skateboard with Jade lay on it, sending her to the floor. She Jade cut off her opponent's momentum with some sort of spray to the eyes. What is that? Bug spray? Why would they keep that under the ring? I don't know, Vic. But you know, if <laughs> it's like the commentators when they smell saying, "Is that? Is that? I can smell. Is that arsenic? How would you know, Jade? <laughs> Ether. Ether. That's it. Sorry. Ether. Oh, yeah. The ether. You can smell it all the way from here, JR. 50 foot away. Um, but then again, I will never get bored of the old trash can over the head routine. I just find it hilarious. It really, really is. Uh, Jade applied a camel clutch with assistance of the rope to the floor. The babyface fought back, attacking her uh, with appropriate intensity. Jade tried to run. But the combatants fought through the crowd before arriving on an elevated platform. Perez momentarily hesitated to punch Jade for both women took a plunge off the platform through a table. The finish saw the babyface answer a foe's taunt of I was never your friend by back body dropping onto a bed of chairs. Uh, Pop Rocks earned the prodigy the win. Jaxi, what are your thoughts on this? Okay, so, I mean, from the drunken notes I had, I put each wrestler chose violence. I'm here for it. So. (laughs) (laughs) 
think I like this match. <laughs> I um I hadn't seen much of either wrestler before this, um, apart from sort of their appearance on um uh was it both Raw and SmackDown yeah, that they both yeah. turned up on like a week before. Um I did check out the matches that they had uh you know, kind of fi- coming off of their appearance on um NXT the night uh the, the, on the Tuesday before. Um and I actually think both these women have a lot of talent um and have potential to kind of, you know, uh, do very well uh in the in this wrestling business. I I do think that the the match went pretty hard for what I expected when I first saw them coming out. Um there were some, you know, pretty hard hitting moments as well as um some great sort of like individual moments from both women uh they both went hard i enjoyed it yeah this was great look i'm gonna i'm gonna go off on one here but i mean i can say these two will be the future you know and dare i say it be the new horsewomen or at least take some of the shine off of them when you think roxanne perez is only 20 cora jade is 21 this this is mm. crazy, you know. I liked the attires of both as well, the contrast of perceived good and evil. Uh, and another thing I really, really liked about it as well is, th- this is kind of the thing I love about developmental, is watching these two, and they tried to give each other the best match possible. There was no egos, yeah. nothing else, just trying to help their careers grow. You can see how much they cared for each other on that table mm-hmm. bump as well. Cora made sure, rocks. Yeah was all right yeah but you know what i'm not even mad at at, you know sort of us as the audience catching that because uh you know that was a pretty risky move for both women um and just to see that little bit of sportsmanship between them um after taking a bump that size especially because they're both quite short uh women so uh you know it's it's nice to see that you know they could have this intense of a match with uh, a lot of intensity uh, when it comes to the, the the emotions involved in it, and yet still be looking out for one another. Yeah, I think without a doubt, the DIY of the women's division. I know Monty, that's a big statement, but I, I really, really like this. You know, look, Tony, it's easy. Two women's matches on a six-card show. See how we can do that as well. You know, it's simple. Uh, but like I said, out of five... Um, you can't help yourself. <laughs> I can't. I really can't. Uh, Jaxie, what would you score this out of five? I think both of these uh, women went hard, and considering I didn't know them before, uh, know them very well before as wrestlers uh, before this, uh, I thought uh, they both went pretty hard. So I'm going to give it a four, four and a quarter. Uh, Monty, what about you? Yeah, I agree with everything you guys said. This is a personal feud. And uh, by the way, I wanted to mention, I love Booker T commentary on Roxy's matches, you know, because he trained her. And he made a couple of good points in during the match about, like, even the differences between uh, Cora's and Roxy's background, like, and how they were coming up. Like, I didn't train her. Like, the way since, Rock, uh, since Cora kind of came up in a more hardcore style, uh, you know, got her start doing death, like, a couple of death matches, at least that I know about. Or oh, at least one, I know. But anyway, besides that, uh, Booker T was pointing out that he didn't train Roxy like that. And, like, he was obviously rooting for her. So it was just kind of, I don't know, it gave, it gave it a nice touch. But like you said, the fact that it was still be, it was still compassion shown in the match with the big bump and uh, uh, with the finish and her kind of still winning in her own way, I thought Roxy looked great here. And even, like you said, Corey J 
played the great played a great role of helping her along the way to tell this story too. I thought they both worked hard. I gave it four stars. One thing I will say about uh, Takora Jade, if you're going to do the chair spot, make sure the chairs are the right way up because the way you had the chair and you landed it, it looked fucking awful. Just like, you know, face down. Again, I don't fall on chairs, but it looked better to do it the other way. Uh, Gina, what about you out of five? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I gave it four and a quarter. It was a good match, and I agree with again with all of your points. I liked how the girls um, kept a check on each other, and they did go hard for each other, like making sure that they gave each other the best match. And you know, you can't help but have respect for that. So, yeah, it was a good match. Yeah, I gave it four and a half there. Cora Jade got fifty six percent of the vote predictions. Well, Jaxie went Cora. The rest went Rocks. So it means the scores at the moment are James and Gina on three, Monty on two, Jaxie on one. We then saw Chucky watching Leah Dragunov skip, which I would have thought probably the weirdest thing I'd seen this week. Uh, we then go back to the ring and out comes Halloween Havoc host Shotzi in a tank, dressed up as Beetlejuice. I'm not going to say it more than once. Uh, and we see she tells us it's the most terrifying night, terrifying night of the year. Talking about ladders, caskets, and the haunted house. Oh my! And then brings up her co-host Quincy, who, as Monty mentions, is dressed as a banana. But I've got to mention it. It's been digging in me. The the, the top, the head is a banana. What's what's the body? Because it's it's two bananas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I don't man. know. It just... It's curious. I mean, just curious. I can remember. That whole section was I, I wrote a note here that said why has a Kardashian come out to interrupt Quincy Elliot? What the fuck? Ah. <laughs> I don't know, know <laughs> who I'm on let about. Let me come let me just quickly comment about the outfit. I I mean I was really confused. It was either like he couldn't be bothered to find a second outfit, so he just <laughs> shoved on what was in the prop box backstage. <laughs> but if you were planning to co-host this then surely you would have had like an an ideal like outfit in mind I, I was so confused by the outfit choice That's just, oh I'm mean, just like has he ever seen a banana has he actually seen a banana like does he know how it works well, like I just to be Halloween yeah. well no I'm over it now but like you said we wondered oh, who <laughs> I wondered who the who's that well the Kardashian is segment killer Lash legend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> coming out in Quincy. Shotzi loves Quincy and is a screen queen. She can handle this. And Dex Lash drops her with a DDT. Uh, and they stand over Lash, taunting her, rightly so. Lash legend is the... She is the Von of the women's division. <laughs> Uh, she's I mean, trained by Bianca, you know. Yeah, in the in the you know she her she has a background with Bianca, so that's that's a positive, right? Great athlete. <laughs> she's tall. She plays basketball. That's what I that's, really that's good what at I say about Von yeah. Wagner. He's tall. He's tall. But I just I just hear some pain in Monty's voice trying to find. I'm Edmund trying. <laughs> I'm trying. I can hear it, Monty. I'm so defeated. <laughs> Well, <laughs> cut this segment out of the show, by the way, James. It, it was so unnecessary. I know we got a match late out of it, like for for the next show, but screw this. We didn't need to do this. It could have did no, it too. Full, full <laughs> review we are doing 
Uh, we see Alba Fire riding with Mandy Road, tied up in the car on the way to the arena. The schism is backstage with a mysterious person in the mask and red hoodie. Uh, the person opened their heart to the schism, proved worthy. Now they remove their mask on Tuesday. They say there are four roots to one tree. We'll cut that fucker down. We get a <laughs> next month. Uh, next match, ambulance match, Julius Creed versus Damon Kemp. Damon Kemp is out first to booze. And he's carrying the same steel chair. He beat Brutus Creed down with weeks back. Sure. Uh, of course, <laughs> Julius Creed comes out. It's exactly the same one, Monty. What are you trying to say? <laughs> Julius Creed defends his brother's honours by throwing pumpkins and throw some more. Um, but Kemp blocking them with chair swing. The fans were chanting, use the pumpkins. Uh, and you can tell just how popular they were. Kemp wisely fended defeat by using the same crutch he brought to the ring with him to Frank Creed from closing the ambulance door. It's the same <laughs> one, all right? Uh, Creed kicked the ambulance door back in Kemp's face. Uh, Kemp delivered a urinagi on the ring steps. Creed trapped Kemp in a wheelchair. I say trapped. And sent him head first. Do you know what? Kemp actually did quite well there, um, selling it. And the babyface risked his well-being, sacrificing his hand to prevent the ambulance door from closing. And, of course, ending his brother's career. Creed wore Kemp out with the same steel chair that the Hill used to brutalise Brutus. Beating him in the body ten <laughs> times with a weapon. He had a power bomb on a stretch of a good measure, stuffed an emergency vehicle, and scored the biggest win of his young career. Monty, this could have been awful. Yeah, that's a good point. It could have, it could have went bad. It could have been worse. Definitely, it could have went bad because this doesn't really suit neither guys. Like we don't really know much about Kim's style, but he's an amateur wrestler. You know, dimming this stipulation, this is our first time, besides, I guess, a couple of stipulation matches in the tag division for Julius. This is our first time really getting a chance to see this. And uh, and this is the first time for Kemp in this spotlight for a match this long. So, uh, yeah, man, like you said, it could have been way worse than it actually ended up being. But it ended up being a fight from the beginning, which was fitting, especially with the stakes attached and everything about going on with Brutus. And I thought Kemp, like you said, had uh, moments where he did great selling. And uh, he also uh, had some moments where he looked fine. Uh, you know, neither guy looked out of place to me. My favorite moment, really, besides uh, when, uh, like you said, uh, Julius's final flurry to finish him off, uh, was when they just said F it and started throwing shit at each other. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, But it, it dragged for me at times, but it still ended up having uh, more fun than it wasn't. So I gave it three and three quarters. Yeah, that said, uh, I gave it the same score, actually. Uh, I- the the fans near the ambulance. <laughs> they loved it. <laughs> oh, my God. It was almost <laughs> like they were planted to the spot in excitement. Oh, you don't like, say. No, I can believe it. It's Hank. Hank was in there. Did <laughs> see Hank? <laughs> in the mask. That's what it was. Uh, two amateur wrestlers having a hardcore match. Kind of worked out, I suppose. Uh, Damon did well. Julius, as we know, already has it. And we'll need to develop character. Uh, Jaxie, what would you score the that match out of five? Um, yeah, I actually didn't have much written down for this one. So this is quite a disappointing one. I just put next to Damon Kemp's name, dude shady as fuck. 
I don't know why. I, <laughs> I really don't know why I wrote that. <laughs> Gina, do you think Damon Kemp's shady? Do you do you think that's fair for Jaxie to say? Yeah, I'm going. I'm going with my drunken sister's notes here. He's shady as well. Yeah, I mean, I do speak the Great truth. Great work, Damon. <laughs> <laughs> how it is when I'm drunk, so I clearly meant it. Um, I'll give it a three. Yeah, three. Uh, Gina, what would you score out of five? I mean, I, I gave it a three and a half. I'm sorry, but it was better than the Apollo Crews match, so I give it a three and a half. No, that's an excellent that's true. point. Yeah, that's no, true. Yeah, yeah. That's a great point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Poll wise, Creed, 80% of the vote predictions. Monty. And James went for Julius. Jackson and Gina went for Kemp. It truly is a spooky Halloween one. That's the third time. That's the third time. Three times the charm. It's the Halloween karma thing. I'm telling you now. I want to kill me. Kill me. Kill me. I don't recommend being possessed. I don't know what just happened there, weird. <laughs> Please don't start you. kissing yourself. <laughs> yeah, better now. <laughs> so predictions, Monty and James went Julius, Jackson and Gina went Kemp, uh, which means the scores, James is on four, Gene, Monty on three, Jaxie on one. And then we see the ambulance driving away with the sirens on. Obviously, they're going to the hospital. Uh, the toxic traction with the SUV pulls up with Alva fi- Fire driving. She kicks Manny Rose out and starts beating around the parking lot. That poor parking lot, you know. Rose fights back, retreats into the front door. Fire alone and Rose making their way to the ring for the NXT Women's title. Alva Fire versus Manny Rose. And Rose weather the storm. Down and arrival, working over throughout the heart of the match, just as fire mounted the comeback and appeared to have the match won via Swanton Bomb. Gigi and JC appeared, pulling referee out of the ring. More shenanigans gave way to Rose securing the win and the continuation of historic reign as champion. But Gina, I've got to ask, how the fuck did Alba lose this? Like, she was beating the shit out of all of them. And how the fuck have they, as Dolan and Jane, got cruises like. You know, transporting ability because how the fuck yeah, they, they teleported like, to like, you know what I mean? So what happened? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. To be honest, I kind of forgot this match was still ongoing because of the opening segment. I kind of thought it had happened already. Yeah. So yeah, I was a little bit confused. Like, oh, th- oh, this match is still happening. <laughs> So once once I gathered that like, it actually hadn't even really truly started, like in the match or in, uh, in the ring. Um, um, says so. Drunken Jaxie's notes say right yeah. here. I don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> Was that in general? <laughs> yeah. Uh, by this point, you got to think she'd had more drinks. Yeah. <laughs> Completely forgot that it was she still going. Saw on. the show started again, seeing Mandy and Gigi. Probably. Um, do you know what? I also have written down here. Uh, 
how is it only the dark haired one is speaking sense and she's also the one that gets taken out first? Why is it the smart ones always get taken first? <laughs> it's yeah. the truth because the, they like the killers like to leave, you know, the dumb ones alive, so they can't yeah. think of a way to get away from them. So that's why. But so no, I, was, I mean the match was okay. It wasn't like awful. No, but I but had I think- to also agree with James on this. Like, how the fuck did Alba lose? She was like, "What's it? She beat the hell out of you. Yeah, yeah, she was. I mean, I was they're like- just gonna go with the numbers game here, aren't they? No, but the the they were in the house. Well, like, how did that yeah. <laughs> stop them? Everything on her side. So I just don't understand how the fuck she lost. I, I, to be honest, I'm I'm quite sour about this one. She was my pick to win, but I'm more sour because, to me, the outcome was easily should have gone in her favor. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, right, yeah. I, I totally get you there. We had a cool look from Fire. I think she will be hearing from Thunder Rose's lawyers, though. Uh, but it, the, the, the annoying thing for me is that they built up Alba Fire just to McIntyre yep. her, you know? Just to McIntyre. And then they now... did it. <sighs> they did it in the same way they've always they've done it to pretty much everybody had this fault, too. Like, it wasn't even... Like, they didn't even... Like, I thought the whole point of all of the... Uh, like you said, the kidnapping and all of that type of stuff... Was to separate it so it can be just Mandy and her one on one, and they were gonna just fight. And if she lost, she just lost like that, or like they did the other week with Sonya Deville playing a factor. I thought maybe that would make more sense than teleporting the rest of Toxic Attraction there, man. Like you just said, and like that finish is so overdone anyway when it comes to the numbers game. So again, I'm just like you guys. I picked Mandy, and like I said, you either gotta look at it either one way. I picked Mandy either. Either Alba was definitely supposed to win this, or Mandy and her crew is just the strongest people ever. Because she got beat the entire night and still was able to win this match in less than ten minutes. It felt like so. Well, yeah, this yeah. is the shortest match on the card. And the thing that annoyed me is obviously I know Jackson Jr. watching this, and it wasn't a true represent- representation of what the division can do. Yeah. Uh, which just, and I'm glad we got the Rocks and uh, Cora match, but again, it was just like, what? For me, it was just like, bring back Miko and have a wipe out the fucking division and start again now, because I'm sick of it. You know, it's just like, there is something wrong here. And again, Rose, uh, there's a really cool moment in the Horton house where she kicked a guy in the bollocks. It's like, put some respect to my name. Respect my name. I like that. Yeah. That's cool, but not this. This is not, this is not on. Um, so anyway, for scores, Gina, what was that five? Um, three and three quarters. Uh, Monty. I gave it three and a half. And then we've got Jaxie. What are you going to score it? Yeah, I gave this a three. Yeah, I'm going to give it three and a quarter. So it had every mark along the freeze there, uh, which I should tell you something. Rose got 57%. Predictions. Uh, Jaxie went for fire. The rest went Rose. I'm noticing a trend here in your predictions, um, Jaxie. I'm not not saying anything, but like at this moment in time, the scores are... What, what... <laughs> Wait, what have you noticed? Because I certainly didn't notice. Like, oh. my... my... I chose at random. Yeah, no. but I'm just seeing yours look really different to the other threes. That's all I'm. That's, that's all I'm saying. 
That, that's a little... Yeah, I'm... James. I, no, 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 no. I'm going to save it to later. Uh, but at this moment... <laughs> <laughs> at this moment, I'm on five, Monty Jr. on four, Jax is on one. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. We get Mackenzie Mitchell backstage. Let's just... Jaxi stays on one, okay? Let's just get that out of the way right fucking I didn't say time. it. I didn't fucking say it. Jaxi is staying on one. I'm going to say it now just so that you don't have to rub it into me much later down the line. I will rub it in, sir. I will if you. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. You might get back in it. James, James, stop picking on my sister. Come on. Come on. I'm sorry. I Only I can pick on my sister. That's true. That's true. Um... <laughs> no, <laughs> super sulking about this. This is my lowest light score ever. Uh, well, anyway, we get Zoe Stark and Nikita Lyons backstage. You perverts. Uh, <laughs> Main focus. Nice, no, first... nice. <laughs> oh, <it's> just... <laughs> It's like the only point, right? They put, they did the segment, of right? They did. Of course, everybody's perverts. Uh, and then we get Mallet Blade and just an They want the titles as well. And then we get a video package for tonight's main event: the triple threat for the. I'm going to call it the unified NXT title, even though no one's mentioned it since Worlds Collide. Let's do it. I'm going to do it quickly. Dragon off and uh, Jordan Devlin or JD McDonald's as he's known, and Brom Baker. From Breaker for the NXT title. Ah, oh, okay. I knew it was that guy. I was going to say, isn't wasn't the guy in the final match um, the one who was feuding with Finn Balor? But then I didn't recognize his name. I got re- I've got in my notes. It's the Devil guy. But I think I meant <laughs> Devlin. I think the I meant- Devil guy. <laughs> Yeah, I think I meant Devlin. Like I knew his name was like something like that along the lines. Obviously, drunk, uh, drunk, drunk Jaxi just clearly went and said d- the devil, but that's what I meant. <laughs> Makes yeah. sense now. It's, it's yeah. No, I'm glad you said that. <laughs> it is the real life bobblehead Jordan Devlin. Yes, he is in action in this main event. Yeah, uh, we see Bron Breaker walk through the graveyard of tombstones. We have the names of his opponents. As he stands tall with a large break, shovel. Or he's, he, otherwise, he'd be Bron Numbreaker. And that doesn't make any sense right. for a name. Yes. <laughs> like, he has to break something. Right. Yeah, um, just to hammer it home. Talking about hammer on, I think he hit the first one too hard. Like that went, <laughs> that went flying. And we saw the <laughs> it disappeared. <laughs> Even Bron was like, fuck me, I don't know what happened. Uh, well, we see Breaker and Dragunov focus their attention on uh, JD early. But JD did take control of Ia and Bron until the champ got back in. Breaker launched uh, JD with an overhead suplex straight out of his father's Rick's playbook. Dragunov threw caution to the wind and executed the Van Terminator on the coast to coast. JD chip whilst Ia and Bron battered each other. I actually laughed at that. And he didn't laugh, though, when the babyface started teeing off on him delivering hard shots uh, <laughs> for the official warning to get your fists up. Dragging off a leash late, chopping away at both men in a really cool trio spot. Break it, a Frankensteiner on JD, straight into Ilya, who powerbombed him. Then break it, delivered a German suplex. Dragging off, who in turn delivered a Reese overhead suplex to McDonald. A great, f- well, I say a great full 
minute. We saw JD nearly steal the win from Bron after Bron had hit his finisher, and then it broke my fucking heart. As uh, yeah, oh man, you know what I'm talking about. I took, <laughs> I mocked you earlier, Monty. This was my moment. He uh, had it. Won, yes, revealed. I know. And um, Breaker stopped the near fall. The finish saw Breaker overcome <laughs> the Russian with the spear. With all JD could do was watch on mm. from the floor to make one last save. So Bron retains the title. Um, Jack, so I'll get your thoughts on the match in a minute. But Monty, I just want to ask you a quick question. I cannot believe they pinned Leah over JD. It shows that there's Bro, something else going, isn't there? That's the Right, that's the one thing I couldn't get. I was like, I can't believe they put Ilya in here to take the pin. I thought it was going to be for JD to take the pin. But I like, if you look at... Saying, I, I figured JD was in the match just to take this pin, so I agree, Monty. But he, they, but the way they booked him in this match, JD might be your next champion. Like he, he dodged Fuck all the, he dodged the bullets. Like JD was the MVP in this match, man. I was like he was killing it to me for some reason. But yeah, I agree. I couldn't believe it, James. I couldn't believe it. Unbelievable. Uh, so, Jaxie, what did you think of the main event for NXT <laughs> Halloween Havoc? I think the uh, main event was a, a great triple threat. Um, it was really enjoyable watching throughout it. The whole time, I really didn't know who was going to win. But again, I have to agree with all of you. I can't believe that Dragunov got pinned. Um, I have seen a couple of his matches before, and he's a badass. He was my my choice to win tonight. Um, you know, it could have gone either way, but I just didn't see him being the one to take the pin if if he lost. You know, so it was it was a bit of a shock that to see him actually be the one to get pinned. Um, and kind of overall a disappointing night for me in terms of some of my guesses. It just goes to show you that when I don't watch NXT, um, it's harder to call the matches sometimes. Oh, without chat. Well, sometimes. But then again, you you have won, uh, like I said, NXT predictions this year. So, like I said, it shows sometimes. It can, it just... You, this, well, the so choice has that... yeah, been really unlucky. <laughs> again, and I'm laughing, but... <laughs> <laughs> to get it no. consistently wrong, I'm I'm kind of really glad that I was drunk for for watching most of it because of uh, I didn't really kind of gather the fact that I lost majorly and and embarrassingly um, until the next day. No, so it's, it's, at it's least not, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I don't mean to but It's not embarrassingly because you don't watch NXT. That the point of it is to see if someone who doesn't watch product can. You know, beat someone who's both expert. It'd be embarrassing if that happened. What happened to me in the main event is embarrassing, you know. And I'll get onto that in a minute with the predictions. Uh, Monty knows exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, as for the match, oh yeah, as for the match itself, I didn't appreciate the Chuck adverts during Jordan Devlin's entrance. No, all the Halloween ones on Jays. It felt like an NXT as opposed to a premium live event. But here, I mean, man. He is so fucking visceral. You know, I love yeah. Ear Dragon. And especially what pissed me off was when he come, I couldn't defend my NXT UK title, Wells Collide, and I'm going to defend the honour of NXT UK. And much like Tyler Bay, right. we got is fucked. That... They just buried it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah screw NXT UK. Oh. Breaker. <laughs> I really want to that. And 
and then like you have him take the pin like it just feels like a slap in the face to the uk oh yeah oh yeah they're fucking me big time uh but breaker <laughs> hung with nxt uk's best and beating them all for me and monty i don't know how you felt uh this felt like a classic takeover main event i cannot remember the last time we had a main mm-hmm. event that delivered us so at many levels perfect training and learning for bron Bron will be a great wrestler. Don't get me wrong. All three were sensational. I and, agree. But, you know, this was just great. And, like, we talked when we watched the table for three. Like, the the people he's been working with, the Zigglers, you know, my, like, like you throw the Gacy stuff out, everyone he's been working with when it comes to Ciampa, Ziggler, and now these guys, Tyler Bate, like, these are pros, people who've been doing this a long time, who's really helping him develop along a lot faster than maybe anyone could expect, even though he was already naturally just pretty good, like just really good. So you could tell he was just meant for this. But like you said, this was incredible, man. And I, I mentioned JD looking like the MVP earlier. It was mostly because of his timing. He was just like so – he looked smarter than the baby faces for most of the match. And like I said, the way he ended up looking by the end, by just only not – just being too weak to interrupt the pin there at the, at the end, I'm like – Wow, they are really high on JD, like higher than I thought. And I know Sean says he, Sean. They say Sean really likes JD, but like again, I don't know. Watch out, he could sneak and win this belt at some point. But uh, just like you said, fantastic triple threat. All three guys look like they had it one at time. I'm I, I even wrote here. I'm sorry, James, because JD stopped the real hand. It wasn't even a kick out. He did kick out. So, like, you just know he won. They wanted to make it as painful as possible for you, Jay. You see what I'm saying? Like, I'm sorry. Like, I get it because I thought I lost. I was like, yeah, it's over. Can't believe it. But then, nope. Uh, JD saved me. And uh, I don't know, man. I I, I took the safe route with my predictions. But, you know, uh, I I couldn't. Of course, I couldn't be happier with how things turned out. (laughs) Good for you. Uh, So, (laughs) Scott. Jackson, what would you score the main event of Halloween Havoc? Um, I'll give it like a three and three quarters. What, the main event? <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. I didn't mean to be that guy. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> See what alcohol does to the, to the brain. <laughs> Rewatch it. Uh, Monday, what about, what about you? I give it four and three quarters. <laughs> it was, it was. Oh, no, I liked it. I really love this match. Uh, obviously, I'm I'm a little biased because this is. You will explain why in a second. But <laughs> I really like this. I love triple threat matches anyway, so I'm biased in that retrospect too. But yeah, this is great. And Gina, what would you score out of five? I mean, I was really surprised by this match because again. I didn't know the JD guy. I knew the other two. Um, so, but then I did recognize him. So again, it makes sense now that you've mentioned it, it was Jordan Devlin. Um, so yeah, for me, the, all, all three of them smashed it. I, I feel like that in my head, Jordan Devlin was there to be sort of the one who's pinned. And for me, I, I agree with Monty. He was like the standout star. There were so many different spots where he just, completely smashed it and I was just shocked like from beginning to end because I wasn't expecting to be as into the match as I was so I gave it a four and a half yeah I, I mean like I said I was really high on this so I actually gave it a five out of five 
I thought that is in a classic NXT. Not him being a Sorry, with my score. No, I'm definitely no, no, no. being a loser <laughs> with my I, it mainly is because I just overly lost in shit that I really should actually score it better because I feel a little bit bitter. So I'm going to give it a, a four and a quarter. Okay. No, that's fine. No, look, look. I gave it a five, even though it should have been a two for me because what happened to me is unbelievable. But first, poll wise, <laughs> JD and Bron both on 14.3. Ilya was the favourite on 72%. The predictions, we did this on the update and. Monty, look, find the clip now or play it. But it literally, word word of going, I know Bron's going to win, but that's my head. I'm going to go with my heart for Yes, yeah. you did. <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't stop me. And you asked me why no. I said Wesley so quickly. I was just about to say, you didn't stop me. <laughs> Every man for himself. Yes, baby. Come on, read it off, Jay. Come on, don't, so, don't, 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 don't make me wait. Don't make me wait. So literally, what could have been what could have been a perfect score. That was yeah. two points. Not only would I've got uh, the point for the win, but cool, six out of six would have been. So instead of that, I snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. Well, at least we tied because predictions, Monty and Gina went wrong. Yeah, we're tied. Jackson and James went here. So the final scores, Jackson won, but James, Monty and Gina are on five. What this means is we all get a point, but Jaxie, so, I mean, if anybody's going to piss him <laughs> off, it's all. It's all. Yeah. <laughs> so, what it means. She's speechless. I mean, she's she's oh, not going to comment. <laughs> okay. No, no, no comment. The thing is. <laughs> I could have had two points, so fuck you, Bron. All right, I'm I'm gonna get out there with that. Breaker. Uh, he's, Breaker. Not only Breaker. is he destroyed by predictions, but like the only show I enjoyed. He's just ripped <laughs> UK a new asshole. Um, so bonus league, it has changed things. Jaxie's on six. Gina moves to seven. Monty on eight. I'm on 12, but that could have been a lot worse for everybody else. Match of the night. Uh, mine mm-hmm. is the main event. Monty, uh, what was yours? Was yours the main event as well, match of the night? Main event, yeah. Main event, yeah. And Jackson, Gina, would it fair to say the ladder match for your matches of the night as well? Yeah, yeah. Ladder match, definitely my my favourite. Excellent. So now what we want is the MVP of the night. For me, it's easy. You already mentioned it as well. Uh, I'm going to say Jordan Devlin. I know I've undercut everybody, but I don't care. Um, Jaxie, who's your MVP of the night? Elia Dragon. Um, sorry, uh, Elia, because uh, Elia Dragunov definitely just got robbed. So... Um... <laughs> Definitely, my answer. And Monty, what about you? Yeah, you're right. I, I mentioned it a couple of times already. Yeah. JD, he, he stole the show, man. As much as my biased heart would like to say Braun, just because I could rub it in again, I'm going to say JD, like you said. Uh, and Gina, what about you? Um, yeah, Jordan Devlin. Yeah. Uh, finally, rating out of 10. Jackson, what would you score Halloween Havoc? I know the predictions didn't go well, but I think if you look at the opening match, what it delivered to the main event, it wasn't 
to, was it a lot was it better than you thought it was going to be um uh, definitely i was drunk so i mean any product probably... <laughs> anyway <laughs> um but i did Again, watching it, um, I had a great, I, I had a great time. So uh, for me, I, I'll I'll give this a seven out of ten. Seven out of ten, uh, Monty. Would you score out of ten? Yeah, I, you. I think you asked me at the beginning of like uh, on, in the prediction about did I think this car could be on TV? And I think, and uh, we were talking about was it takeover worthy? And I think honestly, I don't think this was a bad show, but I do believe. The first and the last match were the only like high level takeover worthy match, and if you know what I mean by takeover, their standard is pretty high. If you're just going off the history, so I'm not trying to say any of this was bad. The rest of the card, in my opinion, probably could have ended up even like Roxy. As much as I like that match, I thought it could have ended up on a regular Tuesday as like a just blow off of of the few also. So yeah, that's just me though. I didn't have a problem with this. Uh, I thought the pacing of the show was a little bit too because this is the first time that I've known to take over the six-match card that was a takeover, like, to be almost three hours. So uh, I did notice that. But at, other than that, overall, this is still fun. And I did give it seven and a half, I think, out of ten. So I thought it could have been better, but it was great. The thing I hated is what they do with WWE pay-per-views and they're doing it with takeovers, where they're putting Bianca Belair video packages in Charlotte. Like, yeah. Just get fucking Random on with it. Old takeovers, you should just get on with it. And get the job done. It's just too much fucking around, you know. Uh, and like I said, it's an excellent point where it could be either or not. Gina, did you enjoy it? Would you do it again? And what is your score? Um. Uh. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I I'll give it. Um. Oh, I don't know. Seven and a half out of ten. Um. Would I? watch it again probably not no yeah that's all i got do you watch another takeover event because we have got deadline coming up on december 10th i mean yeah i will but it's just going to be difficult for me it's hard enough to squeeze as much wrestling as i do watch in already so i, I don't know if i'll be able to keep up with the storylines for nxt but i'll still tune in to the to the pay-per-view matches and just get a little catch up on some of the storylines you know um but aside from that i won't be watching it weekly like i do with the main shows i think i've I've faulted with this rating you know like i said i think it was enjoyable show i think the two matches were great uh but like i said i just felt there was something missing you know maybe like the pacing or something i'll give it an eight and a half out as well uh, out of ten because i do like uh takeover events i'm always a sucker for it uh, but that is it for our Halloween show, uh, which is quite nicely wrapping everything up. Uh, I think that is it. Don't forget, of course, does anybody else get anything else to say about Halloween Havoc or anything else? I think we're done, aren't we? Yeah, yeah we're done. my piece. Yeah, yeah, we are. <laughs> you can tell we're ready to go, everybody. So <laughs> that is it. Don't forget, we're across all social media, Twitter at the Domino Podcast. I'm at the Domino JR, and you can find the entire Domino team on the Twitter banner. Monty, where can people find you? At MindMontyPod on Twitter. Also, uh, Mind of Monty on YouTube. Just click the link in my bio. Check out my stuff. And Jaxie, what about you? Where can people find you? 
Um, I'm on both Instagram and Twitter at Jaxie Scarlet. And finally, Gina. I'm on the same and I'm at Purple Pain. Well, the Dublin are also on Facebook and Instagram. Cross platforms, send us an email at Dublin Podcast at gmail.com and YouTube Dublin Podcast for relax clips. Podcast at the same time on YouTube to do SoundCloud on your phone. On your phone, I did that Northern. Uh, James also, <laughs> also Spotify, I said my own <laughs> name. And iTunes, I think I've had a breakdown, everybody. Quick, let's get this done. Where you can download, subscribe, rate and review there. So that is it. Our next episode will be Impact Bound for Glory. And I know what people are saying, listen to this. But Bound for Glory was fucking... Uh, shut up, I'm just getting round to it. All right, it's going to be the next episode. Uh, I love the <laughs> listeners. That's uh, great. Uh, but the next show, well, I say together, we have got a couple of pay-per-views coming up in November, of course, so we'll double it up when it comes to uh, Survivor Series and full gear because Gina, apparently, I got the wrong fucking AEW pay-per-view when we did our review. I didn't hear the fucking end of it. Uh, but anyway, I'm over that as well. Um, Jaxie will be you and me. Damn. I think <laughs> Jaxie, I know. People are horrible. You and me, one-on-one, crown jewel. What are you thinking? Um, sure, why not? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I want everybody <laughs> to say. That's the thing. That'll yeah. make dreams come true. That'll be like November well, 8th or 9th. I don't feel so overly enthusiastic about crown jewel. Um, you know, we we will get into it. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get through it, James, together. We'll, we'll get through it. We will. And we've got through this together, the Halloween special. Uh, that is it. I was joined by the fantastic Jaxie Scarlett. Thank you for joining. It's been a pleasure. Uh, we have got the mind of Monty again. So I, I didn't say it earlier, but I am glad you're back. No. Appreciate it. I appreciate it. I'm glad to be back. And I can't wait to see what Apollo Crews next superpower is. <laughs> Can't, wait. Can't wait. Like I said, it's great to see you back. It's even better to see you front. Uh, and finally, the genius, which is Gina. I apologize for calling you a monster and a beast, and I will not call you anything else in the next show we do. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I kind of feel like maybe when G Mode is out, she could be a monster and a beast. So I won't hold you to it. Don't worry. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> Well, thank you for joining me and thanks everyone for listening. Happy Halloween, everybody, and bye.